<clears throat> it still feels weird to say it, but has Street Fighter V evolved into a better game than Street Fighter IV? Plus, six characters that are easy to get wins with in Street Fighter V, and five of the most frustrating tactics you'll run into online, all on this week's episode of the Event Hub Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Host Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. How's it going, team? Hey, I want to start today off by saying thank you so much. We have surpassed 2,000 subs on this uh, new-ish YouTube channel that we have. This is a channel that uh, it's been around for a bit, but we haven't been using it. And then in more recent times, as those of you that have been following know, we've been using it for specifically for the, the podcast and for also the... Um, like well, a couple of tech videos and helpful hints videos that have been coming out as well. So uh, it's is kind of our, our new venture, kind of my baby in a sense, as I'm, we're trying to get this uh, whole thing off the ground. And I really appreciate everything that uh, those of you that have subscribed, left some comments that those are really helpful for us because they uh, they help with the YouTube algorithm, give us more uh, more views and things along those lines, put it out in front of more eyes. So thank you guys. Uh, let's let's we're our next goal for subscriptions are uh, 500,000. So we're going to hope to meet that in the next couple of uh, days. And uh, <laughs> now it's it's a it's always a slow crawl unless you have some crazy viral hit. And then even then, who knows? But uh, yeah, one step at a time. Yeah, it- it's it's awesome. Like I, I just I you know we're we're starting this out. You know obviously uh, we don't have a ton of subs, but it's like it's just awesome having what we have. You know kind of thing. It's like we're we're very like methodical about how we approach things here at Event Hubs. Uh, we never expect you know people to come to us in droves and all that kind of stuff. It's just like hey, uh, we appreciate that you take time out of your week to like watch us. That's like phenomenal. Um, I I think uh, I'm I know I speak for myself at least here. I've got like the best job on the planet. You know like I get to talk about fighting games for a living. Like this is a dream come true for me. So anyone who supports us and stuff like thank you so much. It's it's awesome. Yeah. So thanks a lot, guys. And those of you that are watching and haven't subscribed, why not? You want to be one of the first ones that once we once we have those 500,000 subscribers, you want to say, yeah, but I was doing it before it was cool. <laughs> that's, that's always the thing, man. Always. Definitely. So, um, all right, John, what, what do we have today? Like, what, what is buzzing in the realm of Street Fighter? What is happening? What was it that we spoke about last week? Um, that was actually, that caught, that caught a lot of, people wanted to talk about it. The, uh, the whole Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5 comparison thing. What did we, what was it? Remind me. It was why Street Fighter 4 is more beloved than Street Fighter 5 and, and all the reasons why. Yeah. Yes. And so if those that have been following, no secret that I uh, kind of, I didn't grow up, but I say I grew up with Street Fighter 4. When I really joined the community, that was the big game. And as I grew through and understood more and more about it and, and, and experienced everything, it was with Street Fighter 4 in that particular chapter, as is the case for so many because it's so many people it was a, it was a big boom for the fighting game community and it really kind of brought fighting games back uh, in the capacity that we're seeing them now and uh, so i've i I've, i'm street fighter 4 is my game for a lot of reasons and i have many fond memories and such and so i've always been a street fighter 4 fanboy and as we've evolved into the new street fighter 5 i've had a lot of hesitation about it disliked it that's no uh, secret to to anyone that's been listening and then of course catalyst over here he's uh, said and he's been in the community for longer than i have paying attention to games and playing them actively and five is his favorite game and it has been his favorite game uh, favorite street fighter game i should say for uh for a while now and so 
there's always been this reservation about Street Fighter V because of all the negativity of the of the release and the frustrations, and I think well warranted. But man, in in more recent times with season five, and then the the more recent update here in the middle of uh, of the year, with the kinds of results we're seeing, with the kind of gameplay we're seeing, and like I mentioned last week, I had a conversation with my buddy Mike just very briefly. But when I kind of defaulted over to Street Fighter Four, so much fun, so much more fun than five, and he goes, "I'm not so sure." And then I sat and I thought about it, and I was like. You know, I'm not so sure either. And, uh, you know, I wanted to explore it a little bit more and kind of put it down more more on paper, if you will, and sort of compare and, and look at it and say, well, sure, Street Fighter V has been a train wreck, but has it evolved in its five years that it's been around now, five and a half, has it evolved to actually become a better game than Street Fighter IV? That's obviously very subjective, but I think it's worth looking at and... Uh, as someone who tends to emotionally default into the Street Fighter 4 is better camp, I, I legitimately had to ask myself. And so I came up with a handful of, uh, of reasons why Street Fighter 5 might actually be a better game, at least in certain avenues. And I just, I want to talk about them. And, and I have something of an answer to this, so it's not just going to be this vague sort of subjective thing at the end. Like I'll, I'll, I'll give my two cents on it and where I kind of stand. But I did want to explore this, and I think that that's something that the community, those that will listen, those that will engage in this and not just have an automatic answer, um, would, would like to hear. And so the first big thing that I think Street Fighter V does better than four is um, it's, it's in the Capcom Fighters Network, CFN. There is such a wealth of information and uh, kind of communication and exploration that's available there for uh, for players to really get in and um, sort of see the rest of their community in, in certain ways. And you've been a big... Um, yeah. It's one of my favorite... I was about to turn it over to you ever. because yeah, I have a few a... notes here, but uh, I know how much, how passionate you are about right. CFN. You could talk about it way better than I can. So please, John, I turn over to you. Okay. Why is CFN yeah. the best thing ever since sliced bread? Uh, replays, you can easily look them up. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I talked about it before in the past how, you know, we had to send away for a VHS tape like overseas <laughs> and then, you know, we got back some combos and maybe a vanilla ice bootleg copy. Um, but anyway, um, that that alone, but like just the ability to see inputs, the ability to see damage, the ability to go like right to, you know, Matt, it, it's just, it's a great thing. Uh, uh, blacklisting players and stuff like that it's really nice when someone runs you know run across a bad connection it's like well you know what i never need to play you again you know and uh and a bunch of other stuff it, it, it's just it's extremely functional when you want to grind out fighting games and then of course you know just having the difference a lot of players you know things have this but like the difference of, of ranked and casual matches i've been playing a lot of casual matches as of late because uh i've been having a lot of fun we'll, we'll say off the clock and um and sometimes it's nice to just unplug and not worry about points at all mm -hmm. and just have some fun with the players i run across you know type thing so um like i i literally list off probably about 30 other things that i love about cfn but that's that's the nuts and bolts of it that's a big the biggest portion and street fighter 4 has replays they they have a, a somewhat flesh out replay channel where you can go and, and, and look through plenty and in fact I, I have a handful of them here that uh, that I went through and got on, on Steam um, in Ultra Street Fighter 4 here but it, it doesn't have the same level of accessibility it doesn't have quite as many bells and whistles and I think that it's clear that what's offered with CFN is clearly an improvement on the kind of uh, whatever that entity would have been in Street Fighter 4, just sort of like the rumblings of it. But really, it wasn't the um, community and information sort of driving and offering 
um, well, entity that CFN really is. So I think that that's something that uh, that if you were to present Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 5 in their most updated forms to someone new, you could say, well, this is a reason why this game offers you a little bit more in this particular avenue. So CFN is my first one. Uh, the next thing to go to is Street Fighter V's offering in training modes, demonstrations, and their challenges. It makes a lot more sense what the developers have done um, in these avenues in Street Fighter V compared to what they were in 4. In 4, there were challenges, and, and they would show you some helpful things like how to throw a fireball and, and some basic combos, and, and that would be nice. But then, it, like, every character had something like 23 or 25 different challenges, and they were like combos that you would have to perform, specific ones. And a lot of them were not only uh, not helpful, but they were inefficient. So if you, as yeah. a new player, if you jumped in and you're like, wow, Ken's trying trial number 22 that's super hard to do and it uses all of his resources it must be his best combo and i should develop my skills around trying to hit something like that in an actual match it's actually leading you away because it's not efficient you'd use all of your meter just to have to do an extra one frame link and while it was cool and maybe some swag it really wasn't steering players toward what they should actually be trying to do and actually trying to practice flip over to street fighter 5 it's got those challenges but they're much more geared to the real kinds of combos characters are going to do and then every time an update comes out where there's a big balance change they add a few more challenges that are specifically tailored to the kinds of changes the characters got so it directly shows you this is the new potential these are the new things that we gave and this is kind of an idea of how you would implement it when you're actually playing in a game beyond that they also have demonstrations and demonstrations are are sort of the kind of things that um teach more than just the moves and the sequences of moves they teach the why of the moves it's like roses uh, you know, soul satellite is is this, and it's supposed to be used in this way, and you can yeah. use it when you're this far away from characters, and 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 it the, pairs well with this strategy. Yeah. The first thing I do the moment a, a new character comes out is I go and watch a demonstration because you're getting it straight from the developers of what they intend the character to do, and sometimes there's a very clear indications like they're like you know um, I I forget exactly where they said Rose is a queen of zoning, but that is definitely alluded to in her demonstrations. And I, literally, I was just talking to John about wrapping my head around how much of a zoner Rose is in this game, mm -hmm. and it's hard for me to do. And it's but knowing that that is the intention from the developers is a really big thing, and like. It, it helps it helps you speed up the process of learning a character, which is a big deal in fighting games. Mm -hmm. Learning a brand new character is hard. I, I've been grinding the hell out of Rose, and I'm still not fully comfortable with the character, not even close. And, and there well, is. how thankful are you for Street Fighter V's incredibly nuanced training mode, which is another part of yep. this, yes. Uh, the kinds yeah. of options that you have there to set up the exact scenarios that you need to practice on and understand and seeing the frame data and seeing the frame advantage through the colors and being, like you said earlier, being able to turn on uh, inputs and see all that stuff now street fighter 4 had a fairly fleshed out training mode as well but this one has certainly expanded on that one and it offers uh, as as good as that one was this one is clearly a better experience and and it should be as i'll get mm -hmm. to later these games should be building on the shoulders of those that came before it and uh, and that's definitely going to be part of our equation when we come to like well how much better is it and and how should we be viewing it but uh, Street Fighter V did very much and very clearly um, build on this training mode that was Street Fighter IV, and as a result, we have a more effective one. So, 
I'm laughing over here because I come from an era without training mode. Yeah, at all. it's it's like, you spend it was, quarters at the arcade machine, right? But if yeah, I mean, you know, and you got it on console, but the console version was not the same as the arcade. So you go to compete in the arcade, and you're like, okay, some of you know your combos generally all worked and stuff, but like the spacing and other stuff, it was it was different. It was it was a port of the arcades, and so oh man, like you guys are so privileged to even have training mode and stuff like that. You could say, but you know, it's here we're living in 2021 and all that. I just I'm cracking up because it's like I'm so old. Uh, I'm 20 years old and you know um yeah that's uh, right but uh, you hit that come big from an era. <laughs> yeah uh, i come from an era with, without training mode just like going back to that oh man so like but street fighter 5's training mode as you say is freaking nice mm-hmm. so many features in there uh just like setting up the you know the guard or the wake up or all that other kind of stuff you don't even have to record uh that specific stuff that you had to do in street fighter 4 like there's a lot of shortcuts to let you you know skip and, and save 20 minutes here or 10 minutes here or stuff like that it's really nice you know when you were talking about uh, training and and where you didn't have the, the lack there of training modes before i remember in um uh, when i was you know playing in socal and at wednesday night fights at super arcade kai a fuerte player mm, uh, uh w- said yeah. well he well, boasted also, that... also to kai yeah he, yeah that guy uh, yeah no I'm, I'm just giving him crap because he was such a troll and stuff like that but I, he, he was, was so and and but he had a lot of yeah. charisma he was endearing you'd be mad but you also couldn't be that mad at the same time but he learned the oh, oh it, it he was the original. I'm sorry. I just have to say he was the original. Like, don't play Street Fighter 4. This game sucks. I'm going to play 4T and like troll everyone because everyone should be playing Street Fighter 3 Third Strike because it's a much better game. Yeah. That was, uh, and, oh man, Kai was awesome. I loved Kai. So anyway, I'm sorry. And, and he learned, he would always pride himself on the fact that he learned the, the El Fuerte Infinite, which required a bunch of well, repeated one frame links and it was very difficult to do on arcades in in super arcade right because we had an arcade set up and such and so he didn't learn it in the training room anyway he spent money learning the el forte infinite just playing in actual matches Uh, which brings me nicely to my next point actually it wasn't going to be my next point but now that i have the segue i'm going to use it man and that is there were some bs characters in street fighter 4 that certainly made things more frustrating than uh than was necessary and than what needed to be and i gotta i gotta one of the ways to sort of think about this because the eras were different right and expectations were different as we'll definitely get into further um and and that is that like if if el fuerte if elena if Seth, as he existed with a dive kick and a command grab and dalsam arms and a fireball and like a full screen super and uh, and that's not where the list ends, ridiculous corner situations. If those characters were released in today's games by today's standards, a lot of the community would laugh and say, what the hell is this? This is a joke. I'm not even going to entertain it or I'm going to get a whole bunch of goofy wins. But the entire uh, idea of this game is losing charisma in real time as we speak. Every time this, you know, these goofy clips get shared of El Fuerte doing this bonkers stuff or whatever. Um, those characters, we talk a lot about what's acceptable in Street Fighter. We, we you know, discussed <laughs> the idea of grapple being in a certain tier and things along those lines we've really started to dig in and have uh, uh, some expectations of what we want and that's because the the active updates and these regular balance patches make it so that these games can be further and further refined um, very quickly instead of just whole new additions coming out and so you know Elena comes out and she's able to do this healing stuff and, and like you throw a fireball at her and all that's doing is basically giving her more life potential back and it's super frustrating and everybody has one of those. Um, you know, the, the chaos that was El Fuerte, the ridiculousness of Seth, 
four, M. Bison could do, uh, th he wasn't the only one that could do this kind of stuff, but there was links from, from light moves. You could do like four lights in a row and then use that to confirm into uh, a special move. So Bison could do four crouching shorts and then go into EX scissors. Things like that would are, are goofy and laughable at this point. And we haven't even begun talking about option slicks. And I'm not going to say anything about unblockables because that was something that was eventually fixed. And the option selects were heavily reduced, and the vortex was heavily reduced. So I, I, I don't really. Uh, okay, you you say the the unblockables were fixed. They were fixed in air quotes because what Capcom did is they had delayed wake up. They actually couldn't fix the unblockables because it was a problem with the way the game was coded. Uh, because Street Fighter Four was coded in some odd ways, and so unblockables still existed. You just had an option of delayed. You wake had a up chance to not. So. Yeah. I, I, it, there's some jank in Street Fighter 4 that people forget about. There's a lot of jank right. in that game that pe people are like, oh, you know, Street Fighter 5 is so bad. It's like, no, nah, Street Fighter 5 is actually quite a bit better uh, coded uh, of mm -hmm. a game than Street Fighter 4 was. But, yeah. The kinds of things that I tend to complain about and be exceptionally frustrated about now, I do see myself as, you might say, a little bit privileged in the fact that um, I expect that these things will be changed, but the community expects mm. that these things will be changed because we're at a we're at a point where they can be. And so, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you if you're going to treat this game as a service? So, like Rose's backdash in SF4, that seemed to be a little bit much, guys. And it it, it really felt like there were a lot of things like that that just made yeah. the game not fun, not uh, frustrating in ways that were not entertaining or competitive. Uh, and and there was a lot of and like you say, technically unblockable still existed so we look back with rose-colored glasses but those things were, were certainly there now we've complained ad nauseum about things like that in street fighter 5 but so many of them have been attended to and we're talking about final products or, or most recent products as i think about the the gameplay in street fighter 5 it certainly isn't perfect but we're not as worried about ridiculous V-triggers anymore. We now have plenty of options. There have been plenty of problem moves, and they've been attended to. You think about all of the crazy stuff, Urian's standing heavy punch and Birdie's uh, EX uh, you know, tackle thing that he does and how, how goofy that used to be and a lot of the like, Akuma's. Uh, you made a mistake there, John. You said you, you said Birdie's uh, stuff. You, you should have said Birdie's everything. <laughs> so yeah, sure. <laughs> Birdie's everything was attended to, but yes, yeah. uh, as you uh, so, could not agree. And and we don't have to get into super detail about all of those things, but with where Street Fighter Five is now, and I think about the gameplay, and I think about the kind of balance, and and how many frustrating moves like that still exist. I go, there's a there's an argument to be made, and if someone were to like really dig in and go through all the examples, I'm not so sure that like if you would on paper be able to show that that five was a worse game in terms of these kinds of things, these frustrating and broken yep. things, than four. It sounds like it probably has surpassed it. So yeah, yeah some some crazy annoying things in SF4 gameplay. Uh, the next yeah. one I have here, online. Uh, People talk about online as though I know they hate Street Fighter V's rollback. It's rollback, but it's not that great from 2016, whatever. I don't know, man. I played a lot of Street Fighter IV, and there is no comparison in terms of which which experience is overall better in terms of slowdown, in terms of lag, in terms of hiccups like that. Street Fighter V is definitely not perfect. You're playing a game online. But first of all, it's rollback. Second of all, it's a game where uh, lag arguably doesn't affect it quite as much because you don't have to be as precise. And there's something to be said about the online experience with that. It's like if you're going to have 
if you're going to have a really high requirement for what it's you're asking your players to do, then you better put them in a setting where that's possible. Now, Street Fighter 4 doesn't... I, I have to tell a story about this real quick. Um, I was looking at playing Ibuki a good bit in Street Fighter 4 because, you know, I played Rose. Rose is a really basic character, and her backdives, as you mentioned before, is pretty BS. Um, it's kind of how they balanced her, and they balanced a lot of the game with Jank. You know, we were already over that, but I've got to own that, because uh, we're going to get into that later on. Like, I, I like people to own the problems with their characters, and Rose, is, Rose definitely had some some ugh, in Street Fighter 4. Yeah. But anyway, um, going back to it, it's, it's the online play is, is pretty darn good in this game uh, for what it is and, and all this kind of stuff. It, it works a little bit, it works a good bit better. And, but people don't ever want to talk about that. They don't want to, they don't want to say that they don't want to go back and play street fighter four and, and see how this, all this kind of stuff works. It's, it's all about like, Oh, I just remember it being better and other stuff like that. And I hate this current experience. And it's like, go back and play it, go back and try this stuff because when you do, you're going to see like how big of a difference this is right now. You're going to, if you're doubting what John is saying, go back and try it for yourself. And you're going to be like, holy crap. Like this is not as good as I remember it. So. Yeah. And it's not one-to-one -one because there aren't as many players playing on street fighter four right now. It also doesn't have crossplay, which is another point to, to bring up in this Avenue. Um, but yeah, I, I tried playing recently and I had like two options, one of which was a no bar and the other, which was a three bar that felt like a two bar. So you know, good luck. And and dealing with rollback, or I'm sorry, dealing with delay-based, it's, it's more consistent, and then that affects your play, and it affects your decision-making even more than, because um, it's it's more prevalent. So, yeah, online, I, I think there's no debate that the online is better, and it should be better, because it's, it's from yeah. like seven years later, so it should be better, mm -hmm. but... If you're if you're offering these games to to people and by the standards of how you might uh, uh, choose which game would be better, it's like I got to give point to Street Fighter Five when it comes to online experience. And then the last thing I have here is uh, more well-rounded and properly fleshed out characters. And, and I'm giving point to Street Fighter V there. Uh, it, there was an, an initiative that developers said that they were taking when developing SF5 that all the characters' moves would have specific purposes. They would design this with like every move with uh, as part of an arsenal and like how does it work with each other what's the purpose that crouching medium kick has what's the purpose that the command normal has what you know all that stuff so that players would be encouraged to use all of the moves and one of the reasons that they had that in the first place was because there was a lot of that in street fighter 4 that uh that, that wasn't being used there was a lot of moves that for they were either too weak or they, it's like, why'd you put it in there? It's like, because they had to have a crouching medium kick. So Gokens goes like up in his face and it's this weird little goofy thing that I actually kind of found a use for against dive kick characters. By the way, dive kick characters were so prevalent in Street Fighter 4. That's another uh, <laughs> another little something for that last category. But there was a there was a handful of moves that just didn't make a whole lot of sense and or they were they were just so overshadowed by other things that characters could do and it's not to say that every move is equally usable in sf5 nothing like that but i think it's uh much more in that direction and especially in recent times uh not only have developers tried to balance the characters with each other but we've seen with a lot of these updates, sometimes characters aren't trying, they're not trying to balance them with relation to the rest of the cast as much as they are trying to encourage players to use other V skills and other V triggers. And so although Street Fighter V definitely launched with you can only play characters a certain way and you couldn't discern who was playing which character by, by watching their gameplay, uh, 
That certainly isn't the case anymore. And more and more characters, you can mix and match V skills and triggers and, and develop different kinds of strategies. Um, all of their different moves tend to be useful in different ways. And, and it's not to say that everybody uses all of the different moves, but the option to do so makes it a more nuanced and detailed uh, kind of battleground. And I think that's more enticing. It's like, oh, there's more potential here. Not an overwhelming amount of potential, but I've got six buttons and I can have a place for all of them. There's something that I can, I can resort to each one of them and say, is this the fix for the problem that I'm encountering right now? Is this the fix? And, and that's something kind of cool about that. So it is. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any? You know, that is a big difference from, from Street Fighter 5 or 4, I should say, where you would go in and some buttons were just worthless and some moves were just like, there's literally no function for this move pretty much at all. Mm -hmm. And that was a problem. And, and Capcom was like, look, we're not going to do that. Like, if there's a button and your character has it, we're going to make this mean something. And that was a direct quote from the developers we got in the development process. And it's like, that's really nice. And as you say, it, it means that you don't go and explore, let's say, medium punch uh, for your character in you know as an anti-air in a very specific scenario when someone jumps from like full screen or something like that right and, and end up seeing like okay well this okay so it doesn't work for that but also this button has no purpose at all even in street it, like you would run into that but in street fighter 5 like every button every move has a situation where it's supposed to be applied in it may only be in five percent of the time that you play um or like you know or five percent of matches or whatever it might be very rare but it still has a purpose, and that is really nice. Mm -hmm. it, it's really nice not to just hit a like a, a wall of dumb, you know, like a wall of like, oh, well, that just we just put it there because it needed to be there. Right. And yeah, I mean, maybe you'll find something that you know, it's like that sucks. Mm -hmm. So, so okay, I want to kind of give my own answer to all of this, uh, but I also want to say that there's no way of answering this without keeping in mind that these, like I said earlier, games are built upon the shoulders of the previous ones, and expectations evolve because there's uh, evolving technology. When SF4 came out, online was more of a, that's really cool, we'll check that out as well, but it was a bonus. And now, it, through Street Fighter 4's life and widely because of how popular it was online and, and other games like it at the time, online has very much become an expectation. And now you launch a game and uh, it doesn't have good online and people will write you off almost immediately, at least a lot will. So there are things like that where in, in most of these CFN training modes, the online, um, and then just the lessons that you've learned you better be better than the previous game and in in that way it's kind of like there's it's sort of like inflation it's like if you're scoring the exact same marks as the game before you it's actually kind of worth a little bit less because you should be making progress forward and um so as i think about it and i look at where street fighter 5 is now if you were able to say mathematically quantify a lot of the things and you're doing it by modern expectations I think it probably could beat out Street Fighter 4 in terms of, well, it doesn't have as many of these things that we don't like, so it doesn't get docked as many points here, and it does offer this, so it gets more points here. It would probably score higher, um, and, and that makes that makes sense. Um, but the relationship that the community had, and the, the or has, and the, the boom, and what Street Fighter 4 was, and the kind of fun that it produces, and, and yeah, there's all that frustrating stuff in there, for all of the faults that it had, the Vortex, and it, it had to go through its own journey to become Ultra Street Fighter 4. It had a lot more issues on the way. And uh, even though it had those issues, they weren't deal breakers. 
And it was so fun at some level that even with Vortex, even with all, you know, unblockables and such, people would push through and just look forward to the next thing. And the relationship, at least as far as I can tell with five, has been more of like a they'll they'll stomach it because it's the game to be played in a lot of ways. And it, it does offer its fun things. But there's been a lot more gnashing of, of teeth and frustrations with five. And I would dare say that if five five success and the amount of second and third and fourth chances that it's been given it's gotten those because of the momentum street fighter 4 put in a lot of people's hearts that's that's the case for me in on a lot of ways and i think that that's probably the story for a lot of people as well um, so what Street Fighter 4 was for the FGC, it led the charge in a boom of a golden age of return of fighting games, and it wasn't the only one, but I, I don't think you can have that conversation without Street Fighter 4 being close to the center of it. Um, so I would say that 4 is probably a, a better game in those respects, and especially if you factor in the fact that the expectations weren't going to be as high. So if you grade four by the by the expectations of the day and you grade five by the expectations of the day, man, five really missed a lot of things that it shouldn't have missed to begin with. Um, but I would say that if you could quantify it mathematically, five very well might be a better game at this point. Wow, that's a big time statement from you. It's a it's a big it's a big change. But yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I agree. So I can't add a lot more to it than that. But, uh, but there it is. Yeah. All right. So all right. You want to get into the next one, John? I want you to get us into the next one because it's yours, Tom. All right. All right. Getting right to it. Six easy characters to get win with, wins with in Street Fighter V. And here it is, John. There are people out there, people who say, I want to get as many wins as possible with as little work as I can get away who with. Who has the win button? Yep. And these are the characters that I feel do, you know, pick them, mash your face on the controller because Capcom took one look at these characters and how difficult they are to, to, to play and said, eh, yeah, it's fine. They're, they're good. So um, the point is, why work on things like your execution or match knowledge when you can beat people at the character select screen? Boom, you won by just picking them. Kind of. Kind we of. are yeah. setting so anyway, fire to the internet right yeah, now, by the way. Well, to yeah, the FGC uh, internet. But that's fine. Go go ahead. That's fun. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I like to do. So anyways, <laughs> anyway, just a warning. This is done with a good bit of humor here, but also I'm going to tell people stuff that works. So it's humor, but also like this, you know, it goes. So anyway, uh, I'm going to do the George Lucas style where he always told uh, his actors in Star Wars like faster and more intense. That's what I'm going to do because I have six characters. I got to get them through quickly. At the very top, boom, we've got Cammy. Oh, no way. No shock. This is number one character uh, as she's near the top of the CFM popularity rankings uh, most months, and I and she just got nerfed for being too dumb. The first thing that you want to learn with Cammy in training mode is how to do her V-Trigger 1 dive kicks, as these are about plus 1 million on block are hit. Uh, next up, learn to spam her normals and neutral, like crouching medium punch and crouching medium kick, etc. If you really want to work a little harder, you can try hit confirming, but you don't really need to do that with Cammy because like that whole fundamental thing about, you know, high level fighting games about hit confirming. Yeah, I mean, you can, but you don't have to just hit buttons. And if you get beat for that, well, you know what now? You have V-Trigger, which we just covered in step one. It, it, it's, it's If you get beat, you go back to V-Trigger, and it's like, you know what? You're going to hold this plus on one million mix-up, and it's like, okay, well, thank you, Capcom. And, and lastly, and you don't have to do this, but I'm just, you know, I'm throwing it out there, work in her V-Skills with her her OP normals and her her uh, V-Trigger because her V-Skills actually build V-Gage like everyone else in the game, right? And while they're not the greatest, Cami is so good 
all in general that you can kind of randomly throw out her view skills and they're going to hit you sometimes because you're so worried about all other camis like great options it's like oh you throw in view skills like oh well great now john i left off dive kicks here oh and that's one of the you know dive kicks are actually extremely important to cami but the thing about it they're actually remotely challenging to make safe and land in a match. Mm -hmm. Like you actually have to be somewhat decent to make the, her normal dive kicks like work and stuff like that. Right. Especially after so the most recent uh, nerfs to them. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm actually telling players to avoid that and, you know, a well-placed cami dive kick and all that kind of stuff when you're doing the normal ones, all that, but like, you don't have to do that. Why would you do that? You press the easy button. You do her other stuff. You, you, you Mario Kart it and you double dash right after her super. Every time you get a free mix up, like, boom, there you go. If that super lands and you do 500 damage, not only that you get a free mix up, right? Just double dash. You're good. Just, and then hit buttons. If someone is and then throw, do whatever. And it's like, Cami really needs like a 700, 800 damage damage like sequence in a, the span of five seconds because capcom is stupid and they're like yeah, they're like yeah let's just give cammy everything like you know let, let's give her a four frame anti-air as a rushdown character that's so smart but john i know you love your, you, yourself some cammy what do you think about no that? i i think that well this is this is you see this coming from a mile away with our podcast because we talked about how easy cammy is to play relative to how strong she is and so of course she would be here um i will say that she is a lower life character so if you are a newer player coming into this and expecting that i mean when you get a hit you're getting hit pretty hard so you've got to get to a certain level but once you pass a certain level of understanding and ability with cammy yeah she's got a lot of privilege man yeah yeah all right so number oh, two wait, tell them about her, her anti-air you, you you realized oh well i'm going to cover that with another okay. character and just how stupid that is uh because there's another character on the list uh but yeah four frame anti-air i it says all that needs I, I to be to said for, yeah i have to stop for a second just because how exasperated i Anyways, so number two, we've got M. Bison. I really debated over giving Bison the number one spot on this list. It was close, actually. That's how comparable to Cami he is. The big thing about Bison is get in his psycho act range. He does this. He, I think, what does he say? Ribs or what? Something like that. He says something like that. We call it the Devil Dick. There's a lot of names on it. It's plus one on block. It crush counters. And it's simply a down forward plus heavy punch command. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to do. You don't even have to do a motion or a charge to pull it off. You just do ribs over and over again. You're good to go. Uh, the next time, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you kind of want to mix in some random scissor kicks, some head stomps to keep the, the opponent's defense honest and other stuff like that. And if you're playing against a fireball thrower, go ahead and back off and just use his Visco one to absorb those and throw them right back at him. Very simple stuff. And... And that's it. Like, that's the core of Bison. You just want to do some really basic stuff. Just as a, a really important rule, though, is that you can't actually activate V-Trigger off of anything but a slide at first, the first month you're playing. Like, you'll learn other buttons to do it with eventually, but you just have to slide. That's especially where you go with there. And But generally speaking, and why I tell people to go to his normals, why to do this, almost every single button Bison hits is about plus 7,000. And the ones that actually leave him minus, leave him in spots where it's not a big deal. It's like, just hit hit buttons if you're in someone's face just literally it would probably hurt to do this but you'll be just as effective as mashing with your your, your hand is mash your face on the buttons instead and bison is pretty much just as effective either which way you know kind of thing and and so just stay there stay in people's face as long as possible if they somehow push you out just do some random scissors do some random yeah, scissors in and you're plus yeah, there you go. And if whenever you get in trouble, Capcom baked in a really easy button for you and just EX head stomp. And then once the head stomp hits connect, wiggle the joystick as a follow up. You don't know where you're going to land. 
but more importantly the opponent doesn't know where you're going to land. And so just wiggle the joystick, hit punch button, you'll land on some spot, probably advantaged and probably blown up the other person. And, and so this is great. This is basically a masterclass on how to play all these characters. And I mean, I'm not saying you're going to get to master rank if you do all this stuff, but it's possible. So I'm, that's all I'm throwing out there. So anyway, that's that's how you do bison. It, it's a it's a really simple thing, John. I know you love some bison. I know you love that I played him, and when latency was going on, and you pinged me, and you're like, John, I love you, but this is freaking unplayable. And I'm like, I'm not having a problem. I didn't say I'm I love bison. you. I know that. It, well, I, well, definitely not when I'm playing bison. But you kind of did. You're kind of like I kind of love this because. Like, Bison has every advantage when latency is going on. That's one of the things I forgot to mention. Like, if you have latency, play Bison. Play Bison V-Trigger 1 and just zip around Dragon Ball Z your way around. Or Krillin, or what is it, like, when Piccolo and uh, is, is training Gohan and Gohan can't watch the action because he's it's like, well, everyone's watching but you and because he can't follow how fast they're moving. It's like, that's how I feel every time I'm fighting against a Bison with V-Trigger 1 active. They're just dashing around and zipping and popping up here or there and then all oh, i'm crush countered and uh, i'm dead huh? i guess and and then yeah add in all the lag because they're putting a ton of inputs in on you know, the joystick and everything so yeah it's good times when things aren't going your way and you have a bad connection just wiggle the joystick it's it, it will cause latency issues we've documented this on our website just do it if you're playing someone like nicole and i know john's infamous for this he'll he'll just wiggle the joystick back and forth and nicole's hair will go crazy oh well and I do like, do that. And i'm like and i'm like you son of a gun and i'm like eat that. Ah, you can't quite see how much life's left in the uh in the health bar there because it's <laughs> hey you do what you got to do but Number three on the list is a, a personal pet peeve of not only yours and I's, but uh, pretty much the entire Street Fighter V populace, and that is Yurian. The first thing every Yurian player on the planet does is backs off and charges up his V-Skill, which is usually V-Skill 2, the fireball one, like the, you know, he, he shoots off this, this projectile roughly the size of the sun, um, and then, you know, it comes at you, and you pretty much have to hold it. So, like, it's a really good idea because it's charging up his V-Trigger, which we're going to get into, but if they jump, just anti-arm with crouching heavy punch, and, and pretty much just back off, anti-arm, do that kind of stuff as much as you can until you get to V-Trigger. Then if the opponent kind of starts like catching on to like this strategy though, and like they start to kind of like walk you down, bulldog you, like do a normal fighting game strategy. Capcom has a baked in solution for that, which is perfect. You just do random shoulder tackles, headbutts, and knee dives, and things of that nature. And while they're trying to play fundamental Street Fighter, you're doing random stuff. And it's like, they're like, oh my gosh, you like, how do I deal with this? And the answer, it's really hard. It's because it's Urian. It's like all this stuff is pretty much safe. And it's like, well, I'm just going to randomly do stuff because it's all heading towards. Future. Especially when peppered in with handshakes and crouching medium kicks and yeah. things along those lines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you can use his normals. Like, and we're, we're going to talk about those, but you don't really have to. You can just kind of do shoulder tackles and other things and just kind of hope for good results. Because if the good results don't happen, you're getting to Aegis Reflector. And so the the best part about Aegis Reflector, now it's three bars, so that does take a little bit to go to, you know, get to, but it starts up in five frames and it beats out almost every single move in the game, even if you make the correct read on it. We've gotten so used to making the correct read on Urian and losing, we don't even challenge it anymore. Like it was just recent times that Capcom was like, you know what, uh, in the, the off chance that you actually hit this move when it starts up, we'll make it disappear. It used to be like you got the correct read and you would still lose. It just changed like like what a month ago mm -hmm. a couple months ago something like that that's how good this move is so 
it, just sit back, wait in neutral for your opponent to either do something wrong, and if they don't, just hit them with the button and go right into your V-Trigger, because you're going to get a great mix-up pretty much just by default. And also, like, I mean, just in case, like, the opponent's just kind of sitting back and, you know, actually trying to play footsies or whatever, they made uh, his Aegis reflector, reflector cancelable from his EX Tackle. Like, so you've got a just do it move that goes into a just another just do it move. So it's like, just do it on top of just do it. It's like, it's like you've got two Nike logos on, on Urian's forehead, basically. It's beautiful. Urian is like the master of like, okay, I've built up a little bit of resources pretty much just by circumstance or whatever. Now I'm just going to do stuff. And I really hope you are blocking or not doing something smart uh, because I'm just going to do crap. <laughs> That's Urine in a nutshell. That's pretty much a masterclass on how you want to play him. Um, oh, 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 most important thing. Um, if the opponent is actually really smart and really good, I, I almost completely forgot about this, and they manage to navigate Urian's minefield of randomness and other stuff like that, just have an EX headbutt ready to go and throw it out there with random timing. The important part is the random timing. Count to a random number in your head and then the just do it then. The odds of it hitting your opponent are actually pretty darn good at that point. And make sure it's random. If it's calculating other stuff, like you're, you're probably going to get blown up, but if like you just kind of like, eh, one, two, three, it's... But your odds are actually pretty damn good of having it work out in your favor. And, and, and in a great scenario, EX Headbutt actually goes right into V-Trigger as well if you, you set it up perfectly. Like, it, well, you, you could juggle right into it because why not? Why not have an EX Reversal go into everything? Uh, there it is, John. I, I am appreciative you... that his uh, shoulder tackle has become less goofy in the most recent patch. Um, and you do have to... Uh, we, we've talked about Urian as a technical character as far as setting up his Aegis and doing some of the crazy stuff that you'll see people do there. Yeah. Although, that can be done at a fairly simple level and be fairly effective still just, you know, from what it is. But yeah, they have regulated a lot of what's been goofy, but he's been one of the characters that has had the most obvious advantages for no reason. Um, the most, like, coveralls sort of moves and i will say that use his ex knees if you want to get you know easy wins and, and easy situations and training wheel situations use his ex knees because you're either going to hit or you're going to be in their face and plus and with all of urian's awesome buttons you know or you can just straight up go for a shimmy because of how fast he's, he's he's pretty quick on his feet considering all of the other advantages that he has but yeah use those ex knees because they put you at a wonderfully good situation where your opponent has to make a guess and then they're on the defensive and it's just because you did the the ex move so similar to scissors yeah. with bison yeah right yeah just it just do it and the odds of it working out in your favor are pretty damn good like it, it's just it's kind of like you know i don't really want to think i just want to do this move and see if it's going to work out in my favor and yeah you usually will mm. so that's how it's designed that's like what capcom did for you so next up speaking of really freaking stupid characters we have balrog mm. First thing to do with Balrog is immediately back off to ranges where his light rush punch is safe, which is a lot of ranges. It's negative four. And, you know, if you're playing Sakura or something like that, she can punish you, like, full screen. She's an exception, though. And Balrog players will, like, shout it out, like, Sakura is, like, the, the only character, you know, like, that, that you know, they have to deal with kind of thing. Like, everyone's got to deal with Sakura as, like, you know, really long-reaching, uh, four-frame normal kind of thing. Like, everyone does. That's a thing. But the thing about it, Capcom even addressed this in a recent patch. They're like, a bunch of characters actually have a really difficult time with Balrog's rush punch, and we had to make it, like, not push back that hard. Mm -hmm. Well, light, light rush punch is not actually that hard to make safe, and, and so just, you know, go to about mid-range and just spam it over 
and over and over again. And that will probably get you to diamond rank. That's pretty darn close to what you need with Balrog. Um, now, if you're having trouble spacing it out, they actually put baked in another easy mode option with that pickup V skill too, which actually makes them not negative four on block. It actually makes them plus on block. And so you can hit Balrog's normals right after consistently every single time you put it out there. Now, you can usually only do that with EX, right? But they, they're like, hey, let's give him more options to do really easy brain dead stuff. There you go. So the big thing about Balrog is if you have a bad connection, which pretty much all Balrog players do, you want to mix in random overheads and low rush punches and other stuff like that. Because when it starts to lag, you're pretty much unbeatable. Like it, it, it's pretty much like, and, and so the, the great part about it is Balrog's a rushdown character, hardcore rushdown. And if anyone dares jump at you, you have one of the best anti-air options in the entire game with a standing medium punch. They gave him a five frame anti-air one of the best in the entire game i'm rose i have a I, i'm one of the best zoners in the game so you would think you're like oh and i have a great anti-air but by all means right but i have an eight frame anti-air eight frames like three frames slower they're like no nah, let's give balrog a five frame anti-air that pretty much covers every single option on the planet because when he's rushing people down we don't really want him to like have to worry about over commitment or other stuff like that, like, you know, a normal rushdown character should. Like, you overcommitting as a, a, a rushdown character, like, going too much to your strength should be a drawback. It should be an issue. It should be something that kind of blows up in your face. But they're like, nah, five-frame normal, because if someone jumps on him and gets a correct read, he can just still pop him right out of the air. It's okay. You know, kind of thing. He pretty much never has to worry about it. And, oh, whoa, okay. Have you so seen his neutral jump have... heavy punch? Is that on your list? It's not. There's, there's no, like a there's like a whole kind of side Balrog strategy that's been developing. I've been watching like uh, Brian F has been exploring it, and and he was taking it from somebody else that I, I don't remember off the top of my head. But just neutral jump with I think it's heavy punch. It might be it might be roundhouse. I'm not sure because all of his buttons are uh, are punches, right? But it just puts out this very um uh, a very horizontal hurtbox or hitbox out in front of him that catches a lot of stuff like as you try to move forward so that that certainly has its place oddly enough in this character that you'd think would be more moving along the uh, the x-axis he's pretty decent on the y-axis too where you can kind of put up a wall like that and it's active for a long time you know kind of like kind of like when honda does the stop sign midair stuff like that it's it's like he has that too by the way and and that catches a lot of stuff because it just it, it's very low risk and if you come forward hey you might be taking a you know a cool 100 120 damage or whatever it is to the face so uh, yeah so when you actually do get in with Balrog, because basically the, the random rush punches and other stuff like that, they're going to start keeping people off guard. They're going to start blocking. They're going to start holding forward. So, or, or holding back, I should say. So what you want to do with Balrog at that point, hold forward, do stuff like standing heavy kick, which is plus three on block. Um, and it's meant to be pressed many, 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 many times whenever you're close to the opponent. Because it crush counters, it links into a scratching medium punch, and it tends to leave Balrog at ranges where you can pretty much do whatever Ever you want kind of afterwards and the opponent kind of really can't do much so his reward for doing a pretty much like safe rush punch is that he gets to get up in your face and then hit his really safe and, and advantaged heavy buttons so you can see like that's pretty much your strategy with Balrog like wear people down with your stupidity like just be stupid over and over and over and over again and they're gonna like this guy can't get any more dumb this guy or girl or you know they them whatever uh, pronoun you want to use 
and we'll just and say then, like, idiot. So Idiot's a good coverall term because that's what Bob. <laughs> just sorry, I'm, we're just alienating <laughs> like half of the Street Fighter community for anyone that uses these very popular characters. So <laughs> uh, you know, you know what? Hey, I played Rose in, in Street Fighter Four. I can admit she was a dumb character in that game. I have no problem with it. I just want people to admit the advantages they have. The the, the pro player community they do not want to talk about how advantageous they are. And like there are a few out there, and I will shout them out by name. Like JB, he plays Rashid, but he owns everything Rashid does. Like. And so I love JB. JB is the best. It's like you, when you when you own like what your character, your character's complete and total BS is, then I'm like, all right, it's fine. That, but that's what I want to talk about. So, John, on the CFN rankings for characters who win the most, I just named the second, third, and fourth characters. And the number one is E Honda. You just brought him up. Unlike the other characters I named E Honda, he's not a top tier fighter. Thank goodness. Uh, but he's got some pretty damn brain dead stuff. And you want to get to ranges where you can do as many butt slams as possible. I can see you doing this. We're going to get to that. I know what you're doing. And, and, and sit back from full screen and use his V skills to build up resources, right? Because if someone's not going to pursue you and they're going to come after you because you're going to do a butt slam, you know, which is most people, you can just sit back there and charge up your stuff, right? Um, so learning Honda just starts, back, it starts up with like just sitting back and waiting for when you think your opponent is going to do something. And then inputting a butt slam or a headbutt in a lot of those cases. Do I think my opponent might want to challenge Honda? Do something then, you know, kind of thing. And the good part about it is if you do something, you're safe. Like, it, it's kind of like, they talked about Street Fighter V being a pretty much like a no commitment, or, or like all commitment kind of system. Honda like basically just says, I don't want to have any of those commitments going on. And I just kind of want to do stuff that's your character so that's pretty much what you do so you you mentioned standing heavy punch it's a swiss army knife in, in neutral you just don't want to do it too close because capcom actually realized like they shouldn't give characters stupidly broken heavy attacks except for balrog but they made this one negative seven on block like it from point blank range so it's like okay well like you know you can't just do that cancel into hands get blown up yeah, but you cancel in the hands, uh, you you do it from the right ranges, you you fake the cancel in the hands and you do it again, you know, you do all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it, it's Honda's just a great like, hey, I, I want to be dumb, but I want to sit back and play defensive character. Of all the characters we've talked about so far, and and the this segment is characters that you can easily win with, especially if you're yes. if you're new. I would say, and I almost want to do this, is like start a new account and play Honda and go through the lower ranks only using Fierce Punch um, because it works as an anti-air, it works as a footsie tool, um, and, and I guess you would you would pepper in other things, but you could you know maybe go into v, uh, charge up your V skill too and then use it to go into hands where you have even more advantage and such um, with hands when V skill two is active. But just using Heavy Punch uh, almost exclusively. I think you could get to diamond. And, and I know we've said that about yeah. a few characters thus far, a little bit tongue in cheek and such. I think that of all these characters uh, and all of all these strategies, Honda's heavy punch for lower ranks can go, can do so much and get you so far. And I wouldn't say it's overly broken. I just think that it's, it's cause, cause he's not a great, great character and, and he has some problems with defense that. and such. But if you never get there because all you're doing is putting up that wall and the kinds of strategies that it's going to take for players to get, through that well, you're putting all your juggling pins on the shelf and you're just worried about one of them and it's fierce punch and it does it, you can use it in so many different places it, it you can get really far just using that and maybe a few other things to keep things interesting but uh that would be the uh that would be the character i think uh if you want to just charge through lower ranks put everything else on hold fierce punch with honda your way into diamond 
Yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, Honda is like uh, DLC characters, and I'm pretty sure only like 20% of Street Fighter players like actually paid for him. So hmm. if you're going to do stuff like, you know, butt slams and other things, which are like, they're not hard for high level players to deal with, but a lot of lower levels do it. Like you're going to be able to get pretty far with that. Like, like stand heavy punch, butt slams. Like that's pretty much, you know, mix in some com command grabs, a little bit of random plays, but like you you'll go places, hmm. like especially at lower levels and stuff. Like I really, and like I, Honda is really an exception on this list uh, for the most part of, I don't really mind it because he's low tier, and it's like after a certain point, like yeah, he's dumb, but like he's low, lowish to mid tier somewhere around there. It's like also kind of like get good, you know. Like the other characters were like I just mentioned are freaking high tier, like really strong kind of things. So there, there's a big difference there. Mm -hmm. And my final character, John, on the list is Nicole Armika. Oh, okay, no. good, awesome, Armika. What? Yeah, yeah, no, no, Nicole didn't make it. Uh, I, I, I looked at him closely, but Armika. Armika is great because it's debatable if you actually do worse if you have a game plan with her instead of just kind of doing <laughs> random stuff throughout the match. Anti-airing is a big deal in Street Fighter V, but Mika can negate that aspect of the match sometimes by just doing a random down plus medium punch in the air when she jumps periodically. This scores a knockdown and it means Mika is in and you have to hold pressure all day long. And also Capcom decided to make Mika's V reversal basically an offensive tool that that almost gets her out of the uh, that almost gets her to the exact range she wants to be at. And but if she's not there, it's solved by a simple dash in. <laughs> it's one of the best things about Mika is like if you see your opponent like trying to like do something like keep you out or kind of do stuff, just just dash in. Just dash right in and do a command grab, do a normal, do something like that. No, I see you want to go, John. Can but I just you, you say hold this. that I, I, when you guys come in with your flurry of comments, which by the way, like I said, we do appreciate the comments. It helps feed the YouTube algorithm monster. But I am the one that fields 99.9% and .9 responds to these. So please, you know, direct your hate appropriately. <laughs> yeah. I, I respond a lot more on my Twitter and stuff like that. But it's fine. It's a, hey, you know, if you play these characters, you, you can, you know, you, You've made me, you you people, you people, I'm going to say it that way, you people who play these characters, you've made me hold this stuff for years. It's how come I know this stuff by route? I almost don't even need notes for this. I can just list off all the crap I've had to hold from you, you people who play these characters. So anyway, e even if you're, you're taking on a, a ton of earned pressure, you know, uh, with Mika, or oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry, like even if you're, you're playing defense with Mika, I should say, and, and someone has actually earned their pressure and their, their stuff on here, just V-reversal at a random point in their pressure because you have the, the, the chance to completely change the entire momentum of a match with a single V-reversal. That's how come, like Capcom's like, well, if you're actually, you know, Mika's got like kind of weak defense and stuff like that. So we want to have it so that like at a moment's notice, she does a V-reversal, like the entire match can change in her favor. Like, why not? You know, kind of thing. And then, of course, if you're beating her up really bad, she can call her assistant in and like you just you eat a random mix up and all this other kind of stuff. So it, it's Mika's like the definition of random and like kind of hold forward, basically, because once you get in, you just kind of want to spam away basically a standing light punch as much as possible. And, and then, of course, if they start to block, like, you know, do command grabs that do about 5,000 damage every single time that you, that you do one. That giant um, swing, that'll but, get you. <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, again, with Mika, you don't you don't have to land a lot of command grabs. You only need to land a couple and just, you know, kind of hammer away at someone with normals and stuff like that. So, 
look, I mean, so we're talking about uh, strategies that are going to get you through silver, get you through gold that are easy, relatively easy to do with these characters. But it's uh, getting you through diamond, man. I've seen diamond Mika players that do nothing but this. Yeah. I, I can think of an extremely notable Mika player uh, that was known for another game uh, that that this person played that I saw at like a super diamond rank. And the only thing that he did was this like legitimately. Maybe I'll have some footage up of this guy. You know, maybe, is this maybe in current we'll seasons see. or are we talking about season one Mika? this is current dude this this is current seasons right. man I, I, the footage is gonna be up there i'm gonna grab it I, i'm pretty sure um but uh, it, it's okay like look like <clears throat> most mika players internet connections consist of two king tin cans in a string and the string is broken so just pretty much like don't worry about reacting to stuff uh, with Mika like online because you really can't and and so one of the things that you want to do with Mika is you want to hit standing heavy kick because if you're having trouble getting in which can be a problem with Mika you know because like the dash doesn't work the the you know the 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 splash and other stuff sometimes doesn't work you just want to hit standing heavy kick and Capcom and their their wisdom on that they're like let's make this like you know plus two plus four for Mika uh, on these situations where you know you're you're blocking it and other stuff like that and and if so if your connection's bad just kind of just kind of hit standing heavy kick a couple times like it may not always work you gotta but hold like it the for various lengths of time too mix up that timing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the whole thing about Mika is you need about three or four options. And those three or four options, B reversal, stand heavy kick, uh, dash up are the, the you know, the, the jump in uh, slash uh, a body splash, um, you know, jump in type of thing. Those are the only four mix ups you really need. And even if you watch pro players like even Fudo, he's like, well, that's all the mix ups I need. Now, Fudo can play poison and other stuff who's an actual quality character. But when he's playing Mika, he just kind of sits back and does this stuff all day long. And it's like, well, you only need four options because there you go. So anyway, that's pretty much a masterclass of how to play Mika. I know multiple players who've gotten to Diamond by just doing that because I played them online. In in their connections, actually, I, I had them like I'm you know like on the Capcom Pro Tour, you can like do a speed test. I actually pinged these players afterwards and said, "Hey, can you show me your internet connection setup?" And it was actually two tin cans and a string that was broken. So. <laughs> what, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, well, I think a lot of these things have been uh, even more egregious in the past. Like I was saying in my previous segment, I think Street Fighter V has been cleared up quite a bit. But yeah, a lot of the emotional baggage that comes with a lot of these characters, and, and they do still have some of these advantages, and they are certain things that you can definitely spam. Um, there, there's a there's a Karen strategy that I'll get into later that that is is super goofy, but it's, it's incredibly effective, especially at lower rank. And, uh, and against people who, who aren't willing to lab. That's the big thing. As people who aren't willing to lab, a lot of these kind of strategies are going to get you really far. And there's a lot of those people out there just waiting to give you their sweet, sweet LP. So, Yeah, yeah. And sometimes if you lab it, it doesn't matter because the moves are just... That. And sometimes it's just a 50-50. <laughs> well, that transitions us nicely into our yeah. final segment here, which is five of the most frustrating things that online scrubby players tend to do. Uh, there's some of this. Did I just name all these, John? Because yeah. it seems play like Mika, I... <laughs> play Mika, play Yuri. No. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I, I know that the first character that comes to everybody's mind when you say this is Ken, and in the, well, then a lot of this does stem from from Ken stuff. Uh, but the first of them is wake up DP without good reason. Um, so you're gonna get. <laughs> 
<laughs> this this situation comes up so often it's such a catch-all move it's really strong and if you're playing for short-term gain it's like yeah there's a lot to benefit from a wake-up dp uh you know as you go farther in we just recently put together a um a tech video on how delayed grab on on when you're the aggressor on wake up is really effective against this and it's a one of the safest options you can do it's going to shut down people that go to wake up reversals all the time um but yeah this is just something that you see people do um and there is is a, there is a tactful way pros will wake up dp but you better have good reason you better be thoughtful you better be knowing where you are in the match you better have uh you know maybe it's it's later on and you're going to use it strategically because you haven't done it in so long that people are, are are not wary of it but people that just use it as a crutch because they don't want to deal with oki it's super frustrating uh, especially when it works uh the next yeah. one is somewhat like it they'll whiff a move or put themselves at negative two and then go immediately into an uh, an invincible reversal or a super or whatever but uh you see this uh, ken is, is another one that does this kind of a thing a lot uh you see a lot of online players just uh they'll, they'll do like sometimes they'll do like light dp from a mid screen away and it, it, it kind of just tempts you into like oh they did the thing where i can punish really hard but then they just dp again with ex right afterwards or they'll whiff a, a, a like a heavy kick and as you're trying to play footsies with them they just rip dp and it's like a lot of times it doesn't work but they've they've sort of broken it into or they they've they've devolved the game down into these very specific strategies which are not highly efficient and are not sustainable but they do work in the short term and they especially work at lower levels and so and and, and when you go online and you have the lag factor where the game changes a little bit and the kinds of things the reactionary play that you're going to use offline is not as effective and therefore the risk and reward gets gets a little bit skewed because the reward remains fairly consistent for a lot of moves but the risk goes down because it's harder to punish it's harder to react things along those lines and players that are are using that which is increasingly something that you can kind of do as more events go online and such you know these these strategies are becoming more and more legitimate because of that um until online becomes so good that it's like offline whenever that's going to happen but you know, you train in this atmosphere, these kind of tactics can be better than they are um, offline, but may you never have to go offline and use them because you're going to find that they're, uh, that the, the risk goes way up. Um, the third one here is that they never stop offense. And uh, this kind of ties into the idea of, of like wake up DP when you're knocked down and they're just going to go straight back to the, uh, the offensive thing. But so many times you'll be, uh, you know, you'll be like either having them in block stun or even having them in hit stun you're actually hitting them which puts them at massive disadvantage most of the time and they'll be pressing not light buttons which are the fastest buttons they could be using to interrupt but like medium buttons and this will blow up when you're trying to delay things and when you're trying to create frame traps and if, if your timing's not on or be, you know blame the lag or whatever uh, you really very very few situations should you ever be using medium buttons to interrupt people uh, without very specific reason especially if you're the one that's getting hit and then they like they'll stop a, like you know you just randomly get hit with a, with a heavy punch or, or you know something like that in the neutral and then you know you have a lot of advantages the aggressor there and you, so you take the space or something like that and they're pressing medium punch and it works and it's like oh it's it's frustrating that's the kind of thing that you can absolutely blow up that happens uh, the next time it happens but man I, I see that and i go what what are you what are you thinking like what and you're not thinking you're just thinking i want to be on offense and i don't like this whole being on defense thing so i'm going to push this button because i know it eventually leads yeah. to offense I, have you the experienced best part that before is when you 
you, when you do a high level shimmy on someone and you've just you're in their head and they do like something stupid like a wake up sweep or something like that and you're just like well the call just out flailed the... yeah you just flailed and you did the dumbest thing possible and it worked and it got me kind of thing and you know what like i mean that is actually a very I, and i know you and i are going to go here with this like it's actually a very high level tactic if there's intent behind mm-hmm. it but if you just flailed and like you're like me and you try to do the um the v-shift thing and you just botched it but you did a stand heavy punch with rose and then went into drill and then went into super and won well um, you got to hold that sometimes so. <laughs> yes and and like like you're getting at there is a scenario where when you're waking yeah. up and you'll wake up with uh like i think nicali's standing or crouching medium kick is eight frames seven or eight frames uh and there are situations where i'll use that because i do sniff yeah. out that they're going to be doing a shimmy but that's a call out and that's the nature of the sf5 you know wheel of options you got to commit to something yeah. and it's badass when you make that call out but if you're just waking up with buttons and doing it and and you happen to it happens to work it's like that's just a really frustrating thing to see because because you're not engaging with me you're not going through this this real-time problem solving where i'm on one side and you're on the other you're just doing the stuff and reactionary instinctual to what you see on the screen and it's like once removed from a from a computer that has a pattern you know and so that's not as much as what we're we're sitting down to experience when we sit down to experience fighting games uh, Unless you know that really pisses off one of your best no. friends, uh, and then you do it on purpose just to mess with them because you know you're going to get a salty text like afterwards or the next day, and you're going to be like, "That stupid move. If it worked or it didn't, it was worth it because I really pissed off my friend who I really I think is awesome, but I just really want to annoy him." <laughs> then you do it. Yeah. Well, and then that's that's with total intent, and then that I can't be I can't be mad at that unless I'm the one that's getting hit by it, and then I'm going to be super mad at that. Uh, the next one, and this is shout outs to, to both Mike and Mark from a discussion last night. I just recently added this one and it's totally one and, and I had not thought about it, but neutral jump as a shimmy where you go into these reset situations, yeah. maybe you do an air to air and then you land next to each other and they neutral jump or you're just on wake up and they, they neutral jump on your wake up. Now I've done this kind of thing and it, it is like the, what do they call it? Like the, the 101 shimmy or like the day one yeah, shimmy. Yeah where uh it's it's not good because it's it's you're you're not able to block during any of it right and um players that are that are good with their reactions will just dp or anti-air you pretty much every time um but it does lead for an entire jump in combo which is why it's very alluring and it's, it's like uh, just let me let me set it up by how, how you do this it's, it's very it's effective but you see it much more at like kind of diamond levels and, and where you and i are at like your master i'm grandmaster like you don't see it nearly as much from those kind of level of players because they realize that the risk reward's not great but for a lot of our audience they're not at you know the diamond levels or whatever so the, it's effective at lower levels of play so do it you know kind of thing and even at higher levels you can bust it out periodically basically if someone doesn't kind of expect it but you want to walk up in someone's face when you have oki and then right as you would normally like enter like a throw, you basically neutral jump with your character, depending on how floaty their jump is. And then you'll come down and, and if someone, you know, went to tech throw, basically you'll land right on them and do a full jumping combo. So you basically want to jump pretty much right as they're waking up and they're about to throw tech. Um, and like throws are five frames, I think in Street Fighter five. So like if you can get them to like, you know, if you can jump on frame three or something like that of when they're doing their throw tech, like you should come down with a full punch. I love how this, so. this segment is five frustrating scrubby things to that people do online but and you're like oh that's it. really good yeah. me, this i love doing this all the time here's exactly how to do it you'll get this much mileage out of it yeah, yeah. so well i mean okay they're scrubbing the crappy because you, you and i have learned not to do this stuff at our levels of play but 
it is important to go through these options at lower levels and fill them and see how they work so that you know how to blow them up and you know why they're scrubby and you know like exactly how someone's going to be doing it so you know it's when i tell someone how to do it it's also like well now that you know how it's done you know now now that you know how the sausage is made Mm -hmm. maybe you don't want to eat it so there you go all right the last (laughs) one i have here is that they'll play gimmicky games and they'll they'll boil things down into their uh into like kind of little binaries and such and they're kind of usually fake they're usually um they seem like they're a 50 50 and maybe they are but they're certainly not in the uh in the the game player's favor Um, and this would be kind of enveloped in the idea of like like maybe i'll I'll do like a when we whiff a move and then you go into the DP and it's like you have this game of like oh you're gonna try to punish and I'm gonna beat your punish and 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 these are played off of tendencies that most people have especially in the online world so they're basically just exploiting those um, but let me get into an example here one of them that I've seen multiple Karen players do online throughout my career and I'm sure some of the instances where I was getting matched up with the same guy but it was like years later and the same tactic was coming out and he was still you know like raising up through the ranks getting a diamond and stuff like that is that they'll use her her um, flying overhead move it's it's the same move that's her DP but it's when it's EX it's DP and when it's not EX she kind of flies through the air with her hands like kind of doing like the YMCA uh, in this kind of rainbow arc at you and, uh, and then she can follow it up with a with like a sliding sweep after Afterwards. And what'll happen is uh, it's it's a it's not a jump, but she does go airborne and she goes relatively quickly horizontally. There's a lot of startup to it, but online it's fairly difficult to react to. And her animation of it looks like it's a it's a hitbox to begin with, because like I said, she's flailing her arms, so it can be intimidating visually. And when you're sitting there playing footsies and you expect a Karen player to be trying to play neutral with you, getting a whiff punish and stuff like that, that suddenly flies at you, and it's really intimidating looking. Your gut instinct is. To to block and your gut instinct is to block low you just want to turtle up say i don't want to contest that uh, that's just this huge like you know ball of arms flying at me right now but when you duck you get hit because it's an overhead and so that's step one of this now a lot of times uh, they'll do it they'll get whatever they can out of it they'll go back and they'll go right back to doing it again and see how much they can get and a lot of times it's it's everything that people need because we'll just continue to block low get blown up and then um, once you start to maybe try to like block high they'll go into the sweep afterwards words and you'll be like i have to block low and then i have to block high you actually don't have to do any of those things um it's a minus four at best move so if you jab no matter who you are after she does that you'll you'll hit her out of it and if she goes for the sweep you'll still hit her out of it it's it's totally not a thing um but it it's this thing has obviously it works because i've seen it so many times uh, at different times over the the last couple of years of playing street fighter online and i've had an understandably like hard time dealing with it for way longer than I should have because I all I needed to do was take it into the lab and understand like first yes you can anti-air it if you're ready for it but you kind of have to like shut off most of the rest of what you're looking for and just be like looking for that for the anti-air and then they can start doing like the short version and try to bait a DP out of you and it's it's this goofy little gimmick game that really isn't real and as soon as you take it into the lab you know how to blow it up and you can do it every time and there's a lot of characters with a lot of things like this that 
for whatever reason, something about the animation, something about the, the ability to react, something about the way um, people understand the game is played and their, their instinctual reactions to things, these little games will play off of those and they'll take advantage. And it makes total sense because if you're playing yeah. in this atmosphere with these like kind of extra truths, you know, the truth of there's going to be a little more lag and, and reaction times are harder, uh, things like that, you're going to gravitate towards the stuff that works. And sometimes things work short term um, and they're exceptionally or, or over overly inflatedly uh, effective especially at lower ranks but yeah so so those are five of the most frustrating we have to you're talking about karen we have to talk about the driftwood special oh yeah because the driftwood special is where uh, karen does her recas in um uh, v trigger one and and but uh one of the, the the gimmicks that she can do is she can actually cross you up and like hit you with an elbow or whatever. And the Driftwood Specialist, he would randomly do this to Velociraptor and other people and other stuff and uh, hit him with that and like go into super and win, mm -hmm. right? Like, and because Karen's super used to do 5,000 damage and Capcom's like, maybe we should tone that down. They finally did. They're finally like, yeah. 4950 now. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So, um, but anyway, I remember, um, you know, the Driftwood Special was like, he would do that randomly and it would work. And I mean, it's a gimmick, but. It's not a gimmick if you do it in the right context. And it happened in tournament. And I remember Driftwood was like blowing up uh, John's phone here. He was like, dude, it worked in tournament. See, it's not a gimmick, blah, 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 and other stuff like that. It really is a gimmick. But again, if you use it in the right context, the gimmicks have, if you're not expecting the dumbest option because you're, you're worried about the five smart options someone does, well, mm -hmm. there you go. That's the context for these gimmicks where it's not real, but if your opponent's not expecting it, it's real then. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and Karen's Rekka uh, outcomes are, are certainly a thing because she can go for the overhead, she can go for the slide, she can go for if you're trying to interrupt her, she can she can do the palm, um, and, and then of course she can go on the other side. And all of them have uh, a lot more risk than they do reward. But she's playing the you're not going to be ready for him or you haven't done your homework, and uh, and and you'll see that quite a bit. Um, another yeah. really easy shout out is like uh, Ken's heavy tatsu, just doing Ken's heavy tatsu from far away, and what th that's very similar to the Karen move because it's it's got that. You you know horizontal not quite a jump arc um and but then it also is like flaming feet coming at you you, you just want to block and then he's in and, and you mean in v trigger right no in, in v, all the time in v trigger one. Oh, okay. well, well, oh, he'll, he'll dive kick oh, in with ex tatsu but i just mean heavy tatsu yeah. from ken just oh, like wow. full well okay. not full screen but from certain ranges um you'll see those kind of things and they'll work more than you'd expect them to um gotcha. but that's because you haven't put them under the so and it's it, it's scrubby because it's not good it's not sustainable but it works in certain conditions and there's a reason why so it's on yep. you it's on us to uh to when those things happen figure out why they're not good and figure out how to blow them up with some intent. But there you go. And and they're going to frustrate yeah, us all to the dawn of, out, or to the end of time, but you can if, mitigate it. If you it. can't figure them out, create a podcast show and go on and complain about all those characters on there until Capcom nerfs them. And then you're good to go. So this is John catalyst gray. And I know no one like that in my life who would ever do anything like that. Signing out. I just want to say thank you all so much for listening. And if you have feedback about my segments today, just please send them to at Velociraptor. Just leave them in the YouTube comments. I definitely check all those. I don't assign that duty to John as head of broadcast or anything like that. And we will talk to you guys soon. All right. John I'll be back for two weeks because I'm putting in my two weeks today. And then after that, I'll uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, see you. I, I'll see you for another two weeks. And, and that's it. <laughs> all right, guys. We're out.